0: the way out podcast episode 224
1: and then you can feel it right like how it affects you uh pretty hardcore actually i mean for me (laughs) i can totally tell i can totally tell uh the changes that happen within me you know regardless i'm not picking up i haven't used but you know there's still lots of regression that goes on for sure when i abandon those when i backslide from the practices that I should be doing on a daily basis.
0: I get real pissed and it's something small like maybe I'm walking the dog and maybe this actually happened and maybe this isn't just a story. Maybe this is real life. Somebody didn't have their dog on their leash and Louie and that dog got in a bit of a scuffle and I dropped a bag of poop on the trail and they don't have control over their dogs and Louie's tangled up in his leash, and I lose it. Not directly to them, because I am a Midwesterner, after all, so I'll wait until you're out of earshot, and then just cuss up a damn storm. Middle fingers, I just, I I mean. MFers. Yep, (laughs) yep, Yep. you got it. (laughs) Really addressing and reversing regression, or backsliding, if you will, in recovery is a process that uses the same principles we use to get sober and to recover a double dose of willingness blended with radical honesty and open mindedness are the essential ingredients to begin moving forward again right it's a very simple Process that's not easy to do. <laughs> right? Just like when we first got sober or when we began our recovery process, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, the how, was extremely important. It's just as important when we're looking to move forward again after some regression or some backsliding
1: really be just intentional about an honest self-appraisal right and and not sugarcoating stuff to yourself is the only way that you're going to be willing to do what it takes to turn it around
0: so things that we can ask ourselves to help uncover some of these things are my character defects surfacing and causing problems Have I become ungrateful? (laughs) Things that were good enough, are they not any longer? Have I become restless, irritable, and discontent? Is stinking thinking returning? Have I stopped doing the things I was doing that got and kept me well? Prayer, (laughs) meditation, self-care, exercise, eating well, recovery meetings on a regular basis and last but certainly not least have i picked up old behaviors or new behaviors that are not serving me well i'm collecting all these hostages that are resentments and slights and then eventually something sets me off and it's usually something small why am i at a place where i am overreacting to relatively small daily aggravations. Right. And invariably I discover yep. that I've stopped doing the things on a daily basis that I need to do in order to cultivate gratitude and forgiveness. Welcome, Way Out Faithful and First Timers, to this week's installment of the Way Out Podcast. We appreciate your ears. Our mission is simple to bring you powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics so you can jumpstart or re energize your recovery from alcoholism and addiction. The Way Out Podcast does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12 step organization. The Way Out Podcast partners with All recovery Rings and AllRecoveryRings.com, where you'll find stunning recovery rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's AllRecoveryRings.com. The Way Out Podcast is a proud supporter of Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends in meetings and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check us out on the web at www.wayoutcast.com. There you can subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes first on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Help us recover out loud by giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your voice matters, so share your thoughts on recovery with us by calling us at 218-382-1960 or leaving a message with us on the Anchor app, available for Android and Apple. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your share. Finally, a word of caution, this podcast may contain strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. I'm Charlie, and along with the bestest co-host ever, Jason, we've prepared for you an incredibly relevant and applicable power topic to serve as the main feature of this rendition of The Way Out podcast. If we've been in recovery for any substantial length of time, it's quite likely we've experienced a common and often subtle enemy to our serenity, happiness, and indeed, sobriety itself. Regression, or backsliding as it may be dubbed, is a process in which we revert to old patterns of thinking or behavior, or pick up new, counterproductive thoughts or conduct that actively work against our forward progress in recovery. These attitudes, thoughts, and behaviors, if left unchecked, can very much erode our serenity and peace of mind, often referred to as being dry. Or suffering from untreated alcoholism or addiction, and even could present the ultimate consequence, relapse. These warning signs are also an opportunity to apply the how in our recovery toolkit, wherein we apply rigorous honesty about the attitudes, thoughts, and behaviors we're currently and actively engaging in, and then being open and willing to do the work required to change our behaviors in order to begin moving forward again, one day at a time. We'll address how we can identify if we're regressing and provide a practical guide on how we can make the simple changes that will have us cultivating gratitude and forgiveness of self and others and engaging in constructive recovery enhancing activities Plus, we'll share feedback from the sober and serious community and take your calls. So listen up, Jason. Charlie. (laughs) It's been a minute. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Since we have done one of our much valued, highly favored Power Topic episodes.
1: It sure has, man. And I missed your voice. (laughs) I
0: missed your voice, too, brother. This episode is all about reversing regression in recovery. Yes, sir. In other words, if you just thought in your head, huh? How do we identify if we're starting to backslide or move backwards In our recovery.
1: And that could be. How do we identify that? Not just using, but, you know, thoughts, beliefs, attitudes, spiritually, emotionally, behaviorally, anything.
0: Exactly. And we're going to cover a lot of the signs that would indicate that we may be regressing. Hmm. We're going to then discuss how we move forward again.
1: Solution focus. We're going to get to some solutions.
0: (laughs) This will be a very practical guide. First, we're going to identify it. How do we know? What do we look for within our actions and with our thinking that would indicate that we are, in fact, potentially regressing? How do we then address that? Let's get some definitions out of the way off the top, shall we? Sounds good. Regression means reversion to an earlier or less mature pattern of feeling or behavior.
1: Right. That's like when I, you know, if if I'm getting in a bad mood about something or something's eating at me, And I start having thoughts that remind me of the old me, right? And I'll say, oh, I can feel like the old me wants to come out and play. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's uh, pretty much right there. Absolutely.
0: It can also be referred to or framed in terms of a word. And that word is backsliding. And the definition of backsliding is a falling back in a principle or practice, a lapse in or abandonment of religious obligation or apostasy. So often backsliding is invoked in a Christian context, but I think it's applicable in this context as well. Backsliding can also mean slipping back, falling back into sin or error, sinning, the act of one who backslides abandonment of faith or duty.
1: Right. Or, or like it sounded like abandonment of, you know, like say from a recovery perspective, like, uh, practicing your spiritual principles, you know, or doing the things, this the daily practices, you know, we talk a lot about routines on the show, like the routines that you usually do in your life that keep you on your spiritual beam or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe abandoning those practices, kind of sloughing off on them. And, uh, and then you can feel it, right? Like how it affects you uh, pretty hardcore, actually. I mean, for me, <laughs> I can down totally down. tell. I can totally tell uh, the changes that happen within me. You know, regardless, I'm not picking up. I haven't used, but, you know, there's still lots of regression that goes on for sure when I abandon those, when I backslide from the practices that I should be doing on a daily basis.
0: And if we really substitute where it invokes terms like religion or sin or faith, we substitute that for recovery terminology, we can frame it like a falling back in principle or practice a lapse in or abandonment of our spiritual principles. Mm. Right, slipping back or falling back into our character defects, right? So when we think about it in that context, I think it makes a lot of sense from a recovery standpoint. So really addressing and reversing regression or backsliding, if you will, in recovery is a process that uses the same principles we use to get sober and to recover. A double dose of willingness blended with radical honesty and open-mindedness are the essential ingredients to begin moving forward again. Right. It's a very simple process that's not easy to do. (laughs) Right. Just like when we first got sober or... When we began our recovery process, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, the how, was extremely important. It's just as important when we're looking to move forward again after some regression or some backsliding. So the willingness to be radically honest about the behaviors and thinking that we're currently engaging in that is leading to internal and or external consequences.
1: Right. I think you raise a, a really important point there too. Cause like we, I think that anybody who's, you know, practicing, you know, things that are, recovery related is going to have that gift of self-awareness right but just because you have that gift doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be honest with yourself because um, our tendency is going to be the good old justification and rationalization and minimization right. so to uh you know really be i guess just intentional about an honest self-appraisal right and and not sugarcoating stuff to yourself is the only way that you're going to, you know, be willing to do what it takes to turn it around.
0: You said it very well when you said not sugarcoating, which is another way of saying we need to be radically honest with ourselves and the behaviors and thinking that we're currently engaging in. And until we look at, honestly and squarely at our current behaviors in thinking we're not going to be able to move forward again in a meaningful way yeah. so things that we can ask ourselves to help uncover some of these things are my character defects surfacing and causing problems have I become ungrateful things that were good enough are they not any longer home cars relationships whatever that may be i'm not making enough money all of a sudden yet that didn't change my house Mm -hmm. isn't big enough all of a sudden yet that didn't change right? right right have i become restless irritable and discontent is stinking thinking returning Have I stopped doing the things I was doing that got and kept me well? Prayer, meditation, self-care, exercise, eating well, recovery meetings on a regular basis. And last but certainly not least, have I picked up old behaviors or new behaviors that are not serving me well? Isolation, indulging in self-pity self-centeredness, other compulsive or addictive behaviors, overeating or porn, sex, gambling. Have others noticed changes in your behavior or attitude? Some things we can ask ourselves to understand if we've begun to regress. And if we can answer yes to these things, The first thing is that's okay to not judge ourselves or be hard on ourselves that this is happening,
1: right? Exactly. Because understanding the problem or identifying the problem is just the first step towards resolving the problem.
0: Just like when we got sober, same, same piece, right? get out of the guilt and the shame around it, be honest with ourselves, and know that we've taken a great step in being honest. The first step, really, in beginning to move forward again,
2: right?
0: It's really normal to experience periods of regression and complacency in recovery, in sobriety. We're not going to be perfect. We are going to experience periods where we may, as the big book says, we may rest on our laurels. And resting on our laurels is another way of saying we're coasting. And my own hard earned experience has shown me that if I coast too long, I go backwards.
1: Right. Or guess what? There's going to be a hill, and your car is not going to get up the hill because you're in neutral. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. For me, I notice my regression or backsliding when small things induce a outsized reaction out of myself. So something small will set me off and I will get real upset. And that's a red flag for me. Or I allow myself (laughs) to start collecting resentments, right? And irritants. Mm. Those are the things I notice in my own self where I've just, I've, I've Crossed the line from practicing gratitude and cultivating gratitude and forgiveness at real or perceived slights. And I've started collecting them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Right. And I've started <laughs> to that so harboring more. them like yep. little fucking prisoners. And then. <laughs> And then something small because I'm collecting all these hostages that are resentments and slights. And then eventually something sets me off. And it's usually something small. And that's where I, that's that red flag for me. And I need to do some real inventory around Why am I feeling how I'm feeling? Was that an appropriate response? If not, why am I at a place where I am overreacting to relatively small daily aggravations? Right. And invariably, I discover that I've stopped doing the things on a daily basis that I need to do in order to cultivate gratitude and forgiveness. Those two principles for me are really huge from a daily perspective. Because if I don't do that, then I will operate in a way, my default mode is to collect resentments. My default mode is to collect those resentments and cultivate ungratefulness. And if I and if I allow myself to do that, <laughs> yep, and if I allow it and, and, right sooner or later, I feel like I'm getting the raw end of the deal and that life is screwing me over. Right, and that other people are the problem it doesn't
1: feel well, like and all I'm those problem. little resentments start getting real fucking heavy too, you know, they and you sure start do. getting crushed under the weight. But you've you've said before on the show, man, you love yourself a good resentment. <laughs> I sure you, know, do. Or you used to. I you sure used do. To love, I'm still you know.
0: capable of Hell loving yeah. me a good resentment. That's right. Me so too. So I have man. to be very careful about that. Yeah, but the inventory process and that is that radical honesty around my current thinking that I'm engaging in and my current behavior. So, for example, if my thought process all throughout the day, a lot, it, I'm catching myself thinking, That so and so, how dare they? Mm. How dare they? Right? Don't they know who I am? Right? If I'm doing that a lot in my head, and then eventually somebody does something, and I get real pissed, and it's something small, like maybe I'm walking the dog, and maybe this actually happened. And maybe this isn't just a story. Maybe this is real life. Somebody didn't have their dog on their leash. And Louie and that dog got in a bit of a scuffle. And I dropped a bag of poop on the trail. And they don't have control over their dogs. And Louie's tangled up in his leash. And I lose it. Not directly to them, because I am a Midwesterner, after all. (laughs) So I'll wait until you're out of earshot. Yep, and then just cuss up a damn storm. Middle yep. fingers. The, I just, I, I mean. MFers. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. You got it. Mm. You got it. And I'm Stupid cussing.
1: Stupid
0: MFers. 100%.
1: <laughs> you
0: dumb MFer. Yep. <laughs> and I'm cussing Jason for 15 minutes. on that mm. I'm just pissed oh yeah right get control of your dog and right? I got home and I'm still deceiving <laughs> and then my higher power it chuckles you really freaked out there yeah <laughs> yeah I know um, you might want to take a look at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, oh, I, I should probably take a look at that. So I did some reflecting and started to recount over the last week or two that I had been collecting slights on walks during the work day, whatever it was. But I was collecting them, man. Mm -hmm. And I was harboring them and my ego was getting bigger and bigger and the bigger it got, the more bruised it got. And my righteous indignation got the better of me on that walk and it didn't feel good. I didn't like how I felt. And I had realized that i allow myself to regress, even though I was still mechanically doing a lot of the things I normally do. My heart wasn't in it. My head wasn't in it Mm. as much as it needed to be
1: right.
0: And I had to then get honest with myself about that and start really cultivating that gratitude again, that forgiveness again, and once I started doing that in again another in a real genuine authentic way, and really then again asked my higher power for help and reconnected that way, things started to get better again. And it didn't take that long. Right. I started really doing the things I needed to do in order to get back on track again. Hmm. And there's a couple of really cool things about that. Number one, I didn't have to drink over it. I didn't have to use over it. Right. Number two, I'm a Midwesterner. So, you know, and um, it really hurt anybody's feeling. <laughs>
1: yeah. Louie was you a maintained, little. You maintained the Minnesota nice. I did. Nice. I sure nice.
0: did. <laughs> Louie was a little freaked out. But other than that.
1: Yeah. He's like, whoa, what's whoa, going on? Bro. Yeesh. Like, he's like, are you still on that? That was like 30 seconds ago.
0: <laughs> 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 what are you so mad about? Yeah.
1: You know, I um, forgot about it already. Right, right. <laughs> probably didn't even know why you were mad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he
0: got home and, you know, the first thing he did was I walked over to Angela. It's like something's wrong with dad. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm not sure what it is, but. Protect me. <laughs> I don't think he's okay. Um, And that because I'm sober, I was able to use tools to identify and correct. behavior and ultimately my thinking i had to get back into the right behavior first and then my thinking straightened out right so that's the toolkit that i used and i allowed my and i had to forgive myself over it too so that's an important piece and that's a thing that i've added into my own routine to cultivate self-forgiveness around some of these things too because yeah. I really do believe, I've come to believe that my higher power does love and care for me unconditionally and looks at these events and kind of shakes his head, and laughs. laughs, you know. No. And
1: silly human.
0: Exactly. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. So (laughs) can you relate to that? And how does it, how does it manifest for you?
1: Man, I'll tell you what, like for me, uh, some of the big ones or the more frequent ones, um, would be like pretty similar to what you are saying. But like when I find myself being judgy, you know?
0: Oh, sure. um, Yeah.
1: I don't, I can't tell you how many times I'll be writing a a response and then I'll delete it (laughs) and put the phone down for at least, you know, a few minutes um, before I'm going to try to pick that back up and write the proper response or what is as close to a proper response as I can do, you know, and I'm grateful for that, man, at least that I can catch that, you know, like, yeah. Um, in the moment, uh, most of the time, you know it's not all all the time. Uh, also, if I'm, you know, to your other point, you know, t- if I'm taking things uh, too personally or just kind of being overly sensitive uh, yeah. to something, I mean, understandably, we're we all have the right to feel our feelings and and maybe feel slighted or or whatever from time to time you know and it could be completely understandable but but for me just as far as to the um the level that's to my liking in which that i'll take something in a sensitive way um i don't like it when it's so overwhelming so intense uh so overpowering you know like and uh, I know that I have a choice, right? I have a choice in that. So um I got to, you know, I just got to realize and catch myself. And for me, a lot of times, uh, you know, just a, a simple prayer, like a heartfelt mm-hmm. prayer with a little quiet moment afterwards can really do the trick for me and just wash that feeling away. Um, it's weird. It's like the active... Um, it's just like the action of handing it over to God, you know, and saying, wow, you know, like, please, you know, please take this feeling away from me. And I want to pray for that person. And I want to pray for myself. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to let things affect me in this way, Lord. I don't like that. And, and then just being quiet for a few minutes, you know, and it's, it's like, usually that's good. And, um but obviously sometimes it's going to require a conversation to be had i'm going to have to um own it own my part or be honest about what i actually felt because a lot of times you know to to your point i'll be i'll maintain face and i won't um outwardly express these things to whoever and uh but if it's eating at me to the point man Uh, I need to come clean about the fact that I was feeling that and initiate a conversation with with them. So that way we can clear the air, you know, and you always feel or I, I always feel so much better after that. And it's always hard to initiate those conversations. It's super hard, but I feel so much better afterwards. You know, it's like when you just feel instantly and you're like i'm so glad that we had this conversation because a lot of times then that gives them permission to open up about some stuff that's been you know bouncing around in their mind or in their heart you know about you and you didn't know either you know because they did the same thing you did which was you know minnesota nice maintain the face and just sit there and let it bother you you know and so those things if i'm hanging on to stuff like you said building up pretty much all the same things you said bro is like my main ones um another one for me is uh with parenting cuz I, I love i love kids i love being a dad being a father figure but sometimes they really can just piss me off you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um it can be really challenging and i can get caught up in my anger at times with it um you know maybe say something that Later, I'm feeling really bad about saying or whatever, and you know, all I'll, again, I'll, I'll I'll have to basically uh, enter into that feeling. You know, maybe I cry a little bit, maybe I talk to my partner, or, or you know, whatever. But it, it generally, you know, again, I'll I'll pray about it. A lot of times, I will go to my son or my girlfriend's daughter and I'll apologize. You know, I'll own, again, have the conversation and I'll own my stuff and I'll let them know that I felt like I didn't respond well and that that was wrong of me. And, and, you know, and let them know that this is what we do. You know, we're human beings. We all make mistakes, but the important thing is if you recognize that you made a mistake, you should apologize and let that person know that you care if you think there's any reason they might think you don't and you know, kids, kids understand a lot more than you think. So you can have, I can initiate those conversations with them and, and it ends up being another one of those, you know, I'm so glad we had this talk and, you know, big hugs and, and you feel so much better and move forward. You know, that's the big thing. Like you said, is that that self-forgiveness piece and being able to just accept the fact that you made a mistake and, and, feel the comfort from the fact that you're doing what you can to do better moving forward man and don't sit there and carry it and let it define you don't think that you're a piece of shit or whatever you know like i'm not a bad dad as a whole just because i make mistakes as a dad sometimes you know so it's important it's important that we don't let any of this stuff define who we are as a person you know hate hate the behavior sure Hate That's the it. thinking. That's it. Yeah.
0: We are people that can make good or bad decisions. We can engage in good behavior or bad behavior. We can engage in healthy attitudes or bad attitudes. I don't work to, I work actively against referring to me or other people as, quote, bad people or good people. Right. And it's more about defining the behavior mm-hmm. as healthy or unhealthy, constructive or destructive. Right. Right. It should be said, too, that if you're feeling triggered, if using thoughts are coming in, to your mind, often those are also indications that potentially there is some regression happening that needs to be identified and corrected. So it really manifests in three major ways our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors, right? And it if any or all of those are presenting with problematic symptoms, we need to be radically honest with ourselves around what those thoughts and behaviors are or emotions and be open to the ideas principles and actions that are necessary to get us healthy again. Asking ourselves, am I open to accepting and seeking help from a sponsor, from trusted friends or fellows in recovery, from professionals, if necessary, from awesome recovery resources like podcasts, for example. Wink, wink, nudge, (laughs) nudge. Love it. And then are we willing to take action and make changes?
1: Yeah.
0: We talked about the honesty. We talked about, are we open to asking for help and engaging in seeking those resources that are going to be helpful to us? And now are we willing to take action and make changes? We make changes by taking action. And that is, invariably means to get back to basics, be easy on yourself. Reach Mm -hmm. out and connect to peers in recovery and friends. Reconnect spiritually in prayer, meditation and recovery literature. You talked Mm -hmm. about prayer as being a huge part of your toolkit, Jason. It's mine too. Mine's a conversation with my higher power, but meditation is important too. So really reactively and mindfully engaging in those activities. Not passively, but actively and mindfully. Yeah. Get back to regular physical activity if that's fallen off. Get back to self-care if that's fallen away. Focus on how you can be helpful to others, which is huge for me. How can I be of service to you? How can I help you? If I focus my day on how I can be helpful to the people around me, my days go pretty well. Yeah.
1: And it's really hard to be focused on your own problems when you're, you know, that's trying to right. help somebody else with theirs. 100%.
0: If I'm mired yeah. in my own resentments and my own self pity and those kinds of things, it's really negative. And that's a negative self perpetuating cycle that goes into a downward spiral. Yeah. But get off I'm, the couch, yes. get off
1: the TV, connect with somebody, man.
0: Absolutely. Intentionally. Yep. And get back to regular recovery meetings. If that's something that was a part of your routine before that potentially has fallen off, whether those be online or in person, get back to those regular recovery meetings allows you to reconnect and identify and hear that other people are also likely struggling with things in their own recovery.
1: Yeah. Get out of your, I'm not
0: alone. Oh, so-and-so also, you know, mm-hmm. freaked out and you know, whatever, you know what I mean? And and I'm not alone. Absolutely. Those are the kinds of things that we can do, those are the actions that we can take that will get us moving forward again. And I think the biggest takeaway for me on that is engage in them fully, intentionally and and, and mindfully. And that's the big difference maker for me.
1: Yeah, because if you got your phone in one hand 100%. And, and you're trying to have a conversation while you're trying to read your Facebook wall, guess what? You're not engaged in the conversation. You're not connecting. Right. You know, you right. need to give somebody your undivided attention. You know, I gotta give my higher power my
0: undivided attention, right? If I'm
1: exactly if I'm care on my about, knees and I'm praying,
0: but I'm thinking about you know what. I'm gonna, you know, watch on TV later, then, you know, right. I'm not in it. Right. <laughs> or are you
1: thinking about like the day tomorrow and what, absolutely you know, how that's going to lay out. Like, like
0: I did get down on my knees and I said some stuff to my higher power, but my brain was fully engaged on something completely yeah. different. Right. I
1: have no idea what I said <laughs> to my higher power. <laughs> right. For Pretty sure. sure it was
0: the seventh step prayer, but I don't know because I wasn't paying attention. Right, right. So being (laughs) being present in that moment, yeah. Whether that's in a recovery meeting, whether I'm praying, meditating, whether I am engaging in a conversation with a peer in recovery or a friend, yeah. We have some amazing feedback from the sober and serious community can't wait to hear it. Time now to hear what the Sober and Serious community says about this week's topic. Every week, we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. We have three topics, actually. Because just like we said off the top, it's been a minute. Yeah. So we're going to pick and choose some comments from each of these topics, which I think will be very instructive as we continue our conversation about reversing regression in recovery. Topic of the day, recovery is a work in progress, yet sometimes we regress. How do you know if you're regressing in your recovery? And most importantly, how do you fix it? Right. We use initials.
1: To protect the innocent.
0: That is correct. TBL says, If I am restless, irritable, and or discontent, I need to apply the steps. TM says, this is where close association with my support group and sponsor is important. They help me to see what I can't or won't. I like that because I often have experienced my higher power speaking through other people. But if I'm not connecting to other people, then I'm not going to hear that. Right? True. So true, dude. T-A-M says, attitude becomes shitty you got the poor me's and you don't give a rip.
1: <laughs> I've heard a lot of people lately saying that they just feel like saying F it. You yeah.
0: Know? Uh, uh, is it referred to as a case of the.
1: F it. Yeah. That's right. Or fuck it. It's whatever. <laughs> and I'm right. like, dude, don't do it, man. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. don't. I was like, sometimes <laughs> we just got to keep it simple, which means if you don't pick up, you never have to use again. That's you know? exactly correct.
0: T.S. says, putting other things ahead of my sobriety. I think that is a tremendous point and something that is pretty easy for us to identify if we're putting other things ahead of our sobriety. So great point, T.S.
1: Yeah. It's also easy to you know have it happen.
0: That's right. And for me, really, the clearest sign that I'm regressing in my spiritual fitness and ultimately my recovery is how I respond to what life throws my way on a daily basis. When I'm spiritually fit and connected, the small problems, annoyances, and frustrations of life, I am able to shrug off and allow them to roll off my back like water off a duck's back. When I am disconnected however, comma, and spiritually unwell. These small annoyances really eat at me and erode my serenity, and I become increasingly restless, irritable, and discontent and freak out on people that (laughs) are walking their dogs on the path. Though not right to their faces. When this happens. Right when they're not there. that's That's correct. When they're from a safe distance. Ooh, (laughs) when this happens, I know I need to do some inventory and get back connected with my higher power and my recovery community. Yeah. We have another topic. Do you subscribe to the idea that if one isn't moving forward in recovery, then they're actually moving backwards? Why or why not? It's an interesting idea, and I wanted to get some feedback from the Sober and Serious community around this because not everybody feels this way. Not everybody feels like if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. So I wanted to kind of get a pulse of the Sober and Serious community to see what they thought. SD says, I don't know about moving backwards, but standing still, yeah, I even noticed myself. That even though I stay sober, if I don't concentrate on my sobriety and do my 12 and 12 throughout the day, I feel as if I'm standing still. And I do believe standing still can possibly lead to falling backwards. So we need to be sure to keep ourselves in check with moving yeah. forward. Yeah. TM says, yes, been there, done that. I like to use the analogy of the child running up and down the escalator. We've all seen it in the mall or wherever. The disease is the escalator. The child running up is my effort at recovery. When I stop moving forward in my recovery, the disease is taking me back down. Mm -hmm. And you know that access hatch at the bottom of the escalator? It will open up and swallow me whole. (laughs) By the way, relapse after 15 years because I had stopped doing what I did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Tremendous, TM. Tremendous. and I, I really do like that analogy around that escalator that I need to actively keep moving up otherwise I am going to move down.
1: Right. And and it's practical too because, you know, he's speaking from experience and wow, you know, 15 years clean. Um and and a, I'm assuming that you're back, brother, and how long that's been, I don't know, but I'm glad you're back, man, and thanks for sharing that with us because, you know, we need to know that no matter how many days we can string together, you know that this is a real possibility for any of us, right? Absolutely. So thank you for that.
0: BC says, I cannot float very long without some kind of motion.
1: <clears throat>
0: Mic job. Last topic, topic of the day. What happens if we stop doing the things on the regular that got us sober and on the path to recovery in the first place? Jason Rudine says, I digress, which is correct. That is the right answer. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. ding. That guy
1: sounds smart. (laughs) 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 Oh, yes.
0: SM says, that is what my sponsor called complacency, which is the number one killer of recovery. I do Mm. whatever I must daily to maintain and progress in my recovery. TM says, we drink or drug or act out of other character defects that will eventually ha- have us using. Been there, done that, got the t shirt. Yes, sir. This is great. CT says, the bedevilments on page 52 of the big book return. I invite them in for coffee, and eventually the insanity returns, and I drink. Maintenance of my spiritual condition daily and sometimes hourly is the most important thing for me to keep from self-destructing yeah. skunking people and burning crap down.
1: Wow. That, is, that escalated quickly, <laughs> but it can, and it does.
0: <laughs> it is <laughs> certainly a possibility for me.
1: Right. So You, you know, you might like, Kung Fu, the freaking next person on the bad <laughs> path. not about it. Yeah. Be damned with Midwestern <laughs> nice. Or you just driving your car and you see that person Correct. and you're it's like. Just,
0: what, just yep, 100% start <laughs> what a choking more. a fool.
1: Death Race 2000 <laughs> style.
0: <laughs> the bedevilments, by the way. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were Mm. unhappy. Those are the bedevilments on page 52 of the book entitled Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. If I stopped doing the things that got me sober and well, which is essentially embodied in steps 10, 11, 12 along with regular meeting attendance, two things will happen to me based on hard-earned experience first, and now right away. Right. I, and what I mean, I mean my ego, will begin to convince me that since I am still sober and not doing those things anymore, then clearly I do not need the 12 steps <laughs> or those pesky meetings anymore. Right. This will happen over a period of time but I am fully capable of convincing myself of this. This. Second, because I'm not doing the necessary actions to maintain my spiritual fitness, I start collecting resentments. I lose my gratitude. I become ungrateful, restless, irritable, and discontent. This becomes intolerable. Ultimately, that's when I'm at the greatest risk of relapse. Right. So these things that I do on a daily basis again mindfully and intentionally are the biggest way to prevent that from occurring. And that's really again embodied in that step 10, 11 and 12 for me along with regular recovery meeting attendance. Mm-hmm. That was right. tremendous feedback I must say.
1: It was and I I believe and I and I love this fact, you know, like we talk so much on this program about, you know, routines, but it's like, if you can develop a routine, it becomes a habit. And once it's a habit, it's almost like automatic. It's just Absolutely. what you do. And I'm so grateful for that because the fact that I've been able to form some healthy habits in my life, um, now it's like not so much of an issue anymore for me to have to really like, um, like I'm not in a position most of the time where I'm, concerned about this stuff that we're talking about as far as you know not engaging in those behaviors because it's just what I do you know and before it wasn't like that you know before I had to drag my ass to a meeting you know before I had to make myself call my sponsor even though I didn't fucking want to I had to like force myself to put pen to paper you know shit like that so it's not easy in the beginning but if you just keep plugging away And doing what you know that you've been told you should do, and you don't have to understand it, but you do it anyway. And guess what? Then you'll develop the habit. You know, the routine will become just a mechanical kind of thing. And, and like we've talked about, you know, sure, you might miss a day here or there, but guess what? Then you notice that that day kind of went sideways and your attitude was shit. And you'll be like having a light bulb moment that says, oh, yeah, well, I didn't do my readings this morning. I didn't pray. I didn't meditate. You know, right, maybe I should fucking do that again tomorrow and see if I feel better. <laughs> guess <laughs> what happened? And then nope. guess what happens? You feel better. Absolutely. You know? And that's how we learn that stuff. You know, like you said, Charles. You know, it's like through through your own practical experience, you know that it's very possible for you to, you know, make these mistakes and convince yes. yourself, you know, that you don't need meetings. So, it's it's important to, I think, just you know, reiterate that, you know, that like, we're just like any, any one of you, we are working our own programs. We are people in recovery too. And we make mistakes and have made many on the way and we're going to make more. And we're all just learning and growing together in this thing, man. And, you know, don't be discouraged if you make a mistake, just fucking deal with it. Like we're talking about.
0: The longer we're sober, the more likely it is you will reach a point where you experience regression, complacency, and some of those old behaviors and thoughts creep back in. I didn't Mm. anticipate it would happen to me at six years sober, but it did.
1: Right.
0: And I think it's a really normal experience based on what I've heard from so many others in recovery the longer we're sober, the more likely it is we're going to experience something like this. And having the ability to be honest with ourselves around it and then take these really important steps, pick up the tools again and really use them. They worked. They worked for me this time, just like they worked the first time. And the good news is it's I didn't wasn't this spectacular regression, you know, I wasn't in danger of drinking or any Thank of God. those things, but but nonetheless, the tools worked hmm. because I had a regression. That is the that's the miracle of this thing. Every time that I demonstrate the honesty, the open-mindedness, and the willingness to do the work. It works. Yep.
1: And I've said it before and I'll say it again, man. The best gift and simultaneously the hardest thing that I've gained in recovery is the gift of self-awareness. It's Absolutely. so fucking hard sometimes. No doubt. But it is such a gift to uh, acknowledge it, see it, you know, and then and then do what you gotta do. Take steps that you need to do. That's right. And, and man, you just feel like freaking light on your feet again you know like
0: oh i feel i feel tremendous
1: yeah absolutely i'm glad you do bro yeah
0: and it was you know it was i mean all this happened in the span of maybe 10 days you know where you know, i allowed myself to sort of you know get sideways and then freak out on a unsuspecting bystander on a, a walking path um <laughs> right again not to their face and behind their back <laughs> right
1: Hey, that's best, though. I mean, shit, that that was that was freaking. What do you call that? Uh, you know, damage control.
0: That was demonstrating a small amount of of
1: <laughs> self control. Self control. There you go, bro. <laughs> yeah, the old Charlie would have probably oh, flipped out on that. Hundred percent.
0: I would have tackled him. Oh, I'm sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Get your dog out of control,
1: bitch.
0: Let's go. Yep. Let's
1: go. I want to see your (laughs) tiny frame tackle a freaking random (laughs) motherfucker.
0: That is the flip side of it is I have no business nine times out of ten picking a fight with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Based on, you know, five, seven on a good day at 140 pounds. So, but I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no? We have some calls, brother, on reversing regression in recovery. Let's hear them. It's time once again to take some calls from the Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out Podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the calls. That is a rocking tune.
1: Damn, 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 <laughs> damn, 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 damn. That is catchy. Man. <laughs> I was
0: I was dancing in my chair.
1: I was too actually not even lying. <laughs> But it's been a minute since we've done a topic. It so I'm is. like, I'm like pumped. I'm really enjoying this. Like, I'm fucking, hey, this is cool. Let's
0: get the uh, magic phone caller machine up. We got a lot of calls, man. Hell yeah. Here we go. Hey, my name is Jake uh, um I've
3: been listening to your guys' podcast lately with AA meetings. Kind of being shut down due to COVID nineteen, and I have the same area code as his phone number, and just kind of call him to see if this is something that is based out of Duluth, Minnesota. Um, and today I'm celebrating two months sober. Um,
0: Fantastic! And
3: it's been yeah. kind of a hard time to step away from uh, something that has been so comfortable to me uh, during such a trying time, especially with the political climate and everything that's going on. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if I could reach out and uh, maybe talk to somebody, see if see if this community exists where I exist. Um, he
0: called me. And he was about to give his number live on the podcast, so I stopped that one short. Yeah. Jay, thank you, brother. Congratulations. I'll hit you up,
1: man. I will uh, for sure.
0: We've got your number. We will hit you up. We are not in Duluth. We are in the Twin Cities but Duluth ain't that far away.
1: It ain't. It's just a at. couple hours from my house. Right.
0: And I love me some Duluth.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful up there. It's a
0: fantastic. I often refer to it as the San Francisco of the North.
1: There you go. And Robin uh, Wittenbeck, who I just interviewed right. recently on the show, she lives in Duluth. And so I've been telling gr- her I was going to go have visit
0: growing- her. We <laughs> a fan base in Duluth
1: yeah and I could uh maybe connect you two as well so yeah absolutely in touch with you man
0: again congratulations that's a big deal we don't do this thing on accident so two months is a big freaking deal in the middle of a pandemic well done thank you thank you thank you for your ears brother really appreciate it all right
3: Hey Jason, it's Marcus. Uh, great topic. I just saw the text and I thought I'd, um, call the number and uh, let's see, reversing regression in recovery. Um, I mean, I think that regression is just a part of the, the, the nature of it. I mean, if you're going to be sober for the rest of your life, there's, I guess there's just going to be ups and downs and whether that means depression or anxiety for some people. Um, I think, I mean, I think the ways to get out of it are just to force yourself to, a couple of things Um, like when I'm depressed, I get up and I go run for a few miles Mm. Um, or there's times where I need to know when to just, just meditate or sit in the pain and look at it and kind of like force myself to go into that scary closet and face whatever it is that's scaring me. Um, I don't think there's any, any simple solution. There's, I mean, advice, there's going to be so much advice, but I think, um, the only way to get out of regression is to face it, and then and then to do what you don't want to do. For me, it's running. For some people, it's eating a salad. For other people, it's meditation. For other people, it's just calling their mom. I don't know. It's like there's <laughs> there's there's a limited amount of of uh, there's so many different things you can do to get out of regression. It might take five minutes. It might take five months. It might take five days. Um, everybody's on their own path, but it's a brilliant topic. And uh, good luck with it. I
0: think it's great. Thanks, Marcus. Great call. Yeah, thank you. We could have had the shortest podcast ever and just said, if you are regressing, call your mother. Uh, thank you, everybody. We are now. <laughs> I love that. Call your mom. But when he's <laughs> going running, I think that's great. That's a really big part of my own self-care routine. And I come back a changed individual every time I come back from my long walk with the dog. Right. It makes a big difference in terms of my overall mental and emotional health every single time without fail. Right. So that physical activity can be a really big piece but whatever it is that really that that works for you definitely get back to that. Right. Amen. We got Jackie.
4: Hi, Jason. This is Jackie. So, reverse hey, regression. I had to ask you what that meant. <laughs> uh, so, my understanding is it's how to turn around if I'm slipping. So, I'm going to have uh, 13 years here in a couple of months. we're up. That's awesome. And, and for me. What I think of about slipping is my spiritual life and, um, you know, where I'm sitting at with God at that time. So that that's where I find myself slipping sometimes. Sometimes I'm, I'm real on top of my Bible reading and church going and um, everything's going good. My prayer life is awesome. And then there's times like right now where... It's uh, so, you know there's it's uncertain what's happening in the world right now. I'm caught up in following a lot of political things, and what it does is it instills a lot more fear and takes away my joy. So right. I would say right now my spiritual life, because that's what flips is um is is lacking right now. So I have to be very intentional, and I know this. To getting back to um, listening to teachings uh, that I enjoy during the day, instead of what's the next thing in the political thing, right? Uh, <clears throat> and again, that's that's regressive too because it's back to the fear and back to not having faith. So that's actually where I am at right now.
0: Bye, Jackie. Congratulations on 13 years. That is right amazing and an inspiration there's that word intentional again and spirituality again and when we're intentional about our spirituality my experience is things get better
1: and i think you know what she talked about in, in particular is something that so many people are going through right now with the political stuff you know um, just in how it's affecting people and they're getting obsessive about it and reading tons and tons and tons of different articles and yeah, just immersing themselves in the, the world events today. Um, so thanks for bringing that up, you know, cause we didn't really talk about it specifically and uh, it's something that shouldn't be ignored. And I know it's really affecting a lot of people right now. So hopefully your share um, not only helped you, but really helps a lot of other people look at, like, wow, you know, this is becoming an obsession and I need to do something about it.
0: Here on the Way Out Podcast, we fully encourage double dipping when you call in. So here is <laughs> Jackie again.
4: Hey Jay, it's Jackie. Also, um, for reversing regression, um that would have a lot to do with who i'm letting feed into my life also so if i'm not slipping going back to a using behavior but um it, it's where well, it doesn't actually resolve any physically using a drug or drinking but spiritually regressing um For sure. So, you know, who am I, what I look at is who am I listening to? Because I can listen, have my earbuds in at work. Um, You know, who am I allowing to feed into my life? Am I getting all caught up into the political stuff that's making me have fear and distrust? And am I getting angry because my friend doesn't agree with my political thoughts? Or, you know, do I have negative, negative friends around me? or texting me or boxing me you know who am I allowing to feed in my life who am I listening to um and currently that's I'm having an issue with that right now with getting caught up in the political game so um that it's very important I believe on who am I letting feed into my life who am I listening to what type of music am I listening to what kind of teaching meaning um church sermons, am I listening to? Um, I think that that has, you know, where is my thought process that really count. that really goes on who I'm listening to. So I think that that's, that's very important. Who am I hanging out with? Who am I talking to? Who am I believing in? Um, all of that is very important.
0: And Jackie, thank you again. Yeah. There is an old saying that says we are a combination of the three people that we hang out with the most. And in a pandemic, it might be a combination of the things that you listen to. Right. <laughs> the most. True. We yeah. are certainly in an extremely contentious, polarized political environment here in the United States, but globally as well. And anytime we are tuned into that too much, that could definitely take a toll spiritually and erode our serenity.
1: Right. And, you know, I think to her point, like external influences can really be so helpful or detrimental. So, you know, if you're uh, finding yourself regressing, man, you know, like uh, take a second to think about, you know, who's the people that have helped you the most in your journey so far? Who's the people that you trust the most or respect the most? And and maybe you haven't reached out to them recently, hit them up, talk to them, be honest about like where you're at right now and see how they're doing. And, and you might end up finding that you get the help that you need to pull you out of your funk.
0: Absolutely. And feed our souls and minds and hearts with things that are going to energize it and things that are going to positively influence it For rather sure. than a constant stream of negativity whatever that might be right? Right. whether that be from other people or whether that might be from you know uh, Media. Uh, cable news or whatever it is right all right we at Boston Mike hey you guys good morning this is Mike from Boston giving you a shout um, uh,
5: I got messages from both Charlie and Jason that asking, <laughs> asking me to call in so I'm calling in um, reversing direction. Yeah. I actually needed a little clarification because I wasn't 100% sure. But it is what it sounds like. Um, it's sliding backwards, and it, when you start to slide backwards, to me, when that would happen to me, that's because I was listening to my disease talk to me. And when my disease begins to talk to me, it looks for any crack. It looks for any way to get in. Um, I've, I thought about drinking, so I might as well go ahead and drink, you know. Or I had a drink, so I might as well just continue to drink instead of trying to reverse um, what we know is the right course of action. So what it, to me, what it took for me is it really took some fortitude, but I knew I couldn't do it on my own. So I just reached out. I would call my, my sponsor. I I'd call other guys in the program and say, Hey man, I'm thinking about drinking, you know, and, and, uh, you know, some of my old behaviors are creeping back in, um, you know, maybe I need to get to more meetings, whatever. So, it really just takes riding the ship. But I think the most important thing to remember is don't give up. Um, if you give up, you have relented uh, and handed control back over to your disease. Right. Um, so you've got to figure out how to get your hands back on those reins and uh, and get that team of horses back on the road. Um, yeah. and, and do it uh, by reaching out. That's the best thing you can do, reach out. And, um, and just remember, it's never too late. It's never too late until you're planted. And nobody wants to see that. So uh, you guys can do it. Love you all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Boston, Mike, thank you so much for responding to our relentless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to get those
0: horses back on the road. That was the most analogies in a row that I've ever heard in my entire
1: life. Freaking awesome. That was tremendous. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Thanks, bro.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Boston, Mike. You are amazing. We got Buddy. Hey, guys. Buddy C. This is a
2: timely um, topic for me hmm. because I'm in the middle of reversing a regression that I'm having. So this is very timely. And the thing that I'm using, I'm having some changes that I don't like in my life. And it's causing me some frustration and anger that I haven't felt in a long time. So every time that i feel that uh the phrase that i use is thank you for everything i have no complaint whatsoever and that comes from a uh old buddhist story uh soto uh was an old uh i believe that was her name was an old buddhist uh teacher that had someone who came to her and said how can i have peace and she said every time something happens Say, thank you for everything, I have no complaint whatsoever. And this guy did it for a year, then came back and saw her again and said, Listen, that did not work. I don't have peace. And she looked at him and said, Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. <laughs> and she got it. It clicked. And I think it's it, it's that uh, uh that idea that we get five, oh, 552 in the big book of when we have a resentment we pray for someone even if we don't mean it in safety mm. words. Mm -hmm. that we uh, act our way into right thinking rather than think our way into right acting, that whole concept. So every time I say thank you for everything, I have no complaint whatsoever. Whatever the thing is I'm upset about, thank you for this. I have no complaint whatsoever. And I'm working through it, and it's getting better. So that's what
0: I use. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
1: Wow. Thanks, buddy. Man, that was pretty awesome, actually. (laughs) I like that.
0: It appears as though we'd saved the best for last.
1: It's like a Jedi mind trick, dude.
0: For real. In the paradox yeah. around I have to act my way into right thinking right. has proven itself true in my own life over and over and over again, as we stress throughout this right. episode.
1: Well, I feel like it runs parallel with, uh, you know, that uh, you're going to you're not going to get a different result from doing the same thing. Right. So you have to do something different. Nothing
0: changes. Nothing changes.
1: Oh, dude. Now, see, now we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. Right.
0: Buddy, that was tremendous. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing.
1: Always Always appreciate you, brother.
0: Always. Always. What a great show, Jason.
1: Yeah, I had a really good time and uh wow, it was good good stuff, man, just really good conversation and a lot of great feedback. Thank you everybody for taking part.
0: Eternally grateful for each and every one of you who contributed to this here podcast episode there will absolutely be ups and downs in recovery as is life the good news is so long as we stay sober we can pick up those tools the honesty the open-mindedness and the willingness and start intentionally engaging in those constructive activities that can get us back on track
1: amen brother thank you brother yeah dude i missed you and i look forward to hopefully having another one of these sooner than later
0: we will have more recovery power topic episodes in the not too distant future until then thank you everybody out in way out podcast land we will talk to you next time see you guys Thank you for being a part of The Way Out. We appreciate your ears. We're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week. So keep listening up. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. There you can subscribe to The Way Out podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes. Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time, and remember if you don't change, your sobriety date will.